we join the world of MJN Air in another episode of Cabin Pressure. Ladies and gentlemen, we will shortly be landing in St. Petersburg. We do hope you enjoyed your visit to Saint-Tropez. And to those of you who managed to find a luxury yacht to your liking, we rejoice at your success. And to those of you who remain tragically unbeyotted, <laughs> our hearts go out to you at this difficult time. <laughs> oh, and because someone asked me earlier, let me assure you that the cabin crew like to think of ourselves as your hosts and would be insulted to be offered a tip. The pilots, however, like to think of themselves as your pilots. <laughs> Please slide your insults under the flight deck door. Cabin Pressure by John Finnemore, starring Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnemore as Arthur. This week, St. Petersburg! <laughs> Exterior checks completed. That was very quick. Yes. Well, at 6am in St. Petersburg in February, one does not tend to dawdle. It's definitely our plane and the wings are on it. That'll do me. <laughs> now, Carolyn, can I have the keys to the drinks cupboard? I need some vodka. Why, certainly, Douglas. The perfect pre-flight treat for a man who hasn't drunk for a decade. And can I tempt you with a little heroin to follow? <laughs> Seriously, Carolyn, it's important. What earth do you need vodka for? Well, on the walk round, though brief, I did notice one small problem with the otherwise entirely airworthy plane. Yes? It has an Arthur stuck to the side of it. <laughs> what? Apparently, he couldn't open the whole door with his thick gloves on, so he took one off. And now his hand is frozen to the door handle. Oh, stupid boy. Here. Hello, chaps. Glad you came back. Cold, isn't it? Why vodka, Douglas? Can't you use hot water? If you want to encase his hand in ice, yes. Alcohol has a much lower freezing point, so you can use it as a lubricant. There you go, Arthur. Oh, thank you, Douglas. Now, put your glove back on and come inside. Douglas, this is our best storage liar. Mmm, doesn't it smell good? Uh, Douglas... Small problem. <laughs> I was trying to put my glove back on, so I just... Put the keys in your mouth. Of course you did. <laughs> Carolyn, vodka, please. Post-takeoff checks complete. Thank you, Martin. How is Arthur? Sore-lipped and accidentally drunk. <laughs> Should just stop being hurting now. <laughs> I can see the next three hours are going to fly by on gilded wings. Have fun. All right, then, Martin. Rhyming journeys. Hmm? Vienna to Siena. Oh, right. Okay. Uh... Pool to ghoul. Good one. Uh... Aruba to Cuba. Oh, give me a chance. Oh, York to New York. Yes. Ish. Or York to Cork. Oh, damn. All right. Um, Paris to... Paris, Caris, Paris, Paris. Oh, or how about Peterborough to... Oh, Christ! 
engine, fire number two engine. Oh, God, um, engine fire checklist, number two engine. Engine fire checklist, number two engine, Captain. Number two thrust lever? Yes. Close. Number two fuel control switch? Yes, yes. Number two fuel control switch to cut off. Number two fire handle check? Yes. Number two fire handle pulled. Number one extinguisher fired. Stopwatch started. Fire bell cancelled. At Mayday, Mayday, Golf, Echo, Romeo, Tango, India. Suspected bird strike. We have one engine on fire. Requested immediate return and priority landing St. Petersburg. Golf, Tango, India. Roger, your Mayday. Continuous cleared contact. Pullcover approach 124.2. Roger, 124.2. Good luck. Fire is out, Captain. 124.2 is selected. Martin, do you want me to land it? No, I'll do it. Okay. Here you are, Skip. Nice hot cup of coffee. <sighs> Oh, it's cold. Nice cup of coffee. It's horrible. <laughs> cup of coffee. I'm not even sure it is coffee. Cup. <laughs> How are you feeling? Feeling, feeling. I'm feeling, feeling fine. Why, why do you ask? I'm absolutely fine, fine. How, uh, how, how are you? Sobered up, have you? Yeah, I have, actually. Mm. It turns out a really good cure for being drunk is when you're on a plane and then an engine explodes and you think you're going to die. <laughs> should write into the British Medical Journal. We didn't die, though, did we? No, 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 we didn't. Because you landed us brilliantly. <laughs> it wasn't bad, was it? It was amazing. Mum and me thought Douglas must have done it. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was like he did it, but you did it. All right, thank you. Martin. Hello, what's the news? Bird strike, as we thought. A big one, probably a goose. Oh, no, is it all right? <laughs> What, the goose? Yes, Arthur, it's fine. It'll have a bit of a headache. But a hell of a story for the goslings. Phew. The engine, however, is a write-off. Yes, I thought it might be when I noticed that it was on fire. How much? Well, to replace it? Well, about a quarter of a million pounds. That's a lot. It is a lot, isn't it? I think it definitely qualifies as a lot. Uh, I mean, presumably we're insured? Oh, yes, up to the hilt for public and passenger liability. So should the goose's lawyers ever track us down <laughs> and demand restitution, we can pay them off without a second thought. The actual plane, though, that's down to me. Hey, Douglas said the goose was all right. Yes, well, he lied. Neither, <laughs> neither goose nor Gertie are all right. So I'm afraid... This is it, boys. You know how I'm always saying one little thing could be the end of MJN Air? Well, this is one absolutely massive thing. And it's all over. But can't we sell Gertie? Well, I hope so. We're going to have to. Oh, OK. And then just buy another plane with the money. No, Arthur. If we're very lucky indeed, we might be able to sell Gertie and with the money buy an ice cream van. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not seriously. Oh, go and get us all coffee. Right-o. I'm, I'm sorry, Carolyn. Well, we had a longer run than anyone expected. And if we had to go, at least this is landing on Mayfair with a hotel. So, what now? Can we help? I don't know. I suppose have to try and find a way of selling an ancient, decrepit old plane that's just been badly beaten in a fight with a goose. Have you got any ideas? I suppose you could sell it for parts. Or there's always... No. Really? He's not having it. He really wants it. That is exactly why he's not having it. I am not giving him the satisfaction. Who? 
Every year, Carolyn gets a call from her ex-husband and former owner of Gertie, trying to persuade her to let him buy it back off her. Every year? Why does he want it so much? He is unbearably rich. It used to be his favourite toy, and he hated that I got it in the divorce. It's not that he wants it, he just wants me not to have it. Well, the thing is, Carolyn, at the moment, you also want you not to have it. Coffees? Not have what? Gertie. Oh, he's still worrying about that. It's... It's still nagging at the back of our minds, Arthur, yes. Arthur, listen to me. I'm serious. We are going to have to sell Gertie. Straight away. And we won't be able to buy another plane. So this is the end of MJN Air. All right. Okay. What do you mean, okay? This really is going to happen. Do you understand that? Yeah, but it won't, though, will it? Why not? Well, Douglas will sort it out. How? I don't know. He'll think of something clever, like he always does. Yes, but this isn't just a little fiddle over a bottle of wine or a bunch of orchids. It's a quarter of a million pounds. I really don't think he will this time. Yes, he will. Arthur, I won't. Look, no one has a higher opinion of me than I do. But even I simply do not have the power to conjure up a quarter of a million pounds from nowhere. So... There's nothing else for it, is there? I don't think so. Sorry. And I've had to put her in a heated hangar, so the longer we wait, the more expensive it gets. Fine. I'll call him. Now? It's still five in the morning in Britain. Oh, yes. Well, that's something. <laughs> Who's she calling? Your dad. What? Dad? Why? Well, we think he's our best chance of selling Gertie. No! No, he, he can't have Gertie. Why not? He just shouldn't have her. And anyway, then we wouldn't have her. Arthur, we keep telling you we can't afford to fix her. Yes, but I keep telling you you'll do something clever and it'll be all right. What's he like then, Mr. Shappy? I don't know. I've never met him either. What's he like, Arthur? Oh, he's, uh... He's, uh... He's, uh... Good Lord, Martin, I think you've broken him. <laughs> no, 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 it's just that he's, uh... He's... I think, I think what we may be witnessing here is Arthur attempting to describe something with an adjective other than brilliant. Yeah, no, no, no I, I wouldn't say he was... I mean, obviously everyone's... No, he's not brilliant. He's, uh... He's all right. God. Yes. He must be awful. <laughs> I've spoken to him. He's coming straight here. What, now? Yes, he's flying himself over in his private jet. He'll be here in about three hours. God, at least he's keen. Oh, yes, he's keen. That's coming here, now? Yes. Oh, OK, right, OK. What shall I do? Shall I get him a present? What does he like? I'll get him a present. Uh, I'll get something from Duty Free. You don't need to get him a present, Arthur. No, no, of course not. Stupid. Stupid. Although, I might anyway. Uh, just to be sure. A Toblerone? I can get him a Toblerone. <laughs> Brilliant. Problem solved. Don't panic. We'll be fine. It's all right. OK, I'll go and get one now. But he won't be here for three hours. <sighs> yeah, but still, though, uh, good to have it already uh, in advance. OK, bye. Good Lord. I've never seen him like that. That's his dad for you. All right, you two scram as well. Get some lunch on the company card. Really? Well, you did land a plane on one engine. That deserves a treat. Excellent. Well, I think I saw a sushi place. No, I meant at the crew canteen. You can have sushi when you land it on no engines. <laughs> oh, I've got a good one. Oh, yes? Yep. Lublin to Dublin. <laughs> mm. 
close. I'm afraid it's pronounced Lublin. Oh, for goodness sake. Lublin to Dublin? <laughs> you can have it if you like. No. Lisbon to Brisbane? Yes, very good. Uh, okay, Kent to... Now, you have to trust me, but I'm pretty sure there's a place near where we used to camp in Wales called Clent. Fair enough. Kent to Clent. And, of course, we could go via Brent. And Gwent. And Stoke-on-Trent. Oh, yes, all right. <laughs> How was your soggy brown thing? It lived up to its promise. How was your bowl of grey? About the same. Do you think she's really going to sell it to him? I think she'd better. No one else is going to buy it. Right, so you're actually not? What? Nothing, just... You really don't have a secret plan up your sleeve. Oh, what? not you as well. No, I really don't. No, 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 I didn't think you did. Just, just checking. Excuse us. Are these tight in? Uh, no, no. Ah, oh, great. Thanks, mate. I'm Gordon. Uh, this is Tomo. All right. <laughs> Martin Douglas. Yeah, nice to meet you. You flying in or flying out? <laughs> well, uh, neither, really. We're sort of staying put. Oh, right. What for? Mainly the cuisine. Ah, <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. I'm pretty sure this steak remembers Stalin. <laughs> How about you? Ah, just got in. Bloody hell, a crosswind, eh? Airiest landing we've had for years, wasn't it, Tom Hunt? Yep. <laughs> so, did you... Well, this ah. is cosy. Are we all getting on terribly well? Oh, hello, Carolyn. Uh, this is Gordon. Yes, we've met before, in fact. <laughs> hello, Gordon. How necessary to see you. Oh. oh. Hi there, Caroline. Are these boys your crew, then? Hi, guys. Gordon Shepherd. Don't shake his hand. <laughs> Caroline. Fine. All right. Good to meet you. So, you must be Captain Creef. No, I... Uh, yes. <laughs> How did you know? Well, a Captain's hat is a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, and Caroline, this is Tom. He's my chief engineer. All right. <laughs> I brought him and his boys with me so they can have a look over the old girl. Absolutely not. Well, you know, they kind of have to, so I know exactly what's wrong with her. The only thing wrong with her, as I told you on the phone, is that we use one of her engines to make a goose smoothie. <laughs> Otherwise, she is fine. Uh, I mean, I can't really buy a plane without Tomo giving it the once-over, can I? No. <laughs> Carolyn, that is reasonable. Fine. If you must. Great. Okay, so I'll give you a call in a few hours uh, when they're done. So let's take a look at the poor old girl. You ready, Tomo? Yep. <laughs> Follow me, gentlemen. Well, he didn't seem too bad. Oh, didn't he? You took a shine to him, did you, Martin? Uh, no, no, not at all. No, he didn't seem too bad. But he obviously is. <laughs> Awful. Guildford to Ilford? <laughs> Hong Kong to... <laughs> itself? You mean from Hong to Kong? Oh, no, forget <laughs> it. Oh, hello, Carolyn. Any news? No. What are they doing out there? I can't imagine. There's simply not enough engineering in Gertie to spend four hours looking at. Apart from the engine, she's mostly gaffer tape and string. Hi, guys. Oh, dear. Still no luck? What's the matter? Alas, an exhaustive search of St. Petersburg Airport duty-free has yet to turn up anything in the shape of a Toblerone. Triangular. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand it. 
I've never been to an airport that didn't have Toblerones. I mean, okay, sometimes they don't have the white ones or the black ones, but not even to have the normal ones. So, Arthur, I've just realised you're half Australian. Yeah, technically. That certainly explains a lot about the relentless cheeriness. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also why I can do such a good Australian accent. Two things, Arthur. Australian accents aren't genetic, and you can't do one. Well, you're entitled to your opinions, what, Arthur? Sorry. Also, it's good because it means I can play cricket for either England or Australia, whichever need me. Can you play cricket? Don't know, I've never tried. Arthur, you're almost 30. Don't you think you're leaving it a little late to embark upon your career as an international sportsman? Not really. Shane Warne is 41. Yes, but he's retired. I mean, that's like saying Geoffrey Boycott's in his 70s. Is he? Well, there you are, then. Aha! Uh -huh. Gordon's finally finished. He'll meet us in the office in half an hour. Oh, no, I still haven't got him anything. Arthur, you really don't yeah, need Yeah, I'll meet you there. Ready? We're ready. Yes. Arthur? Yeah. All right. You can come in. Hi, guys. Hello, Arthur. Hi! 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 A dad. Yeah. That's not funny. That's who you are. Hi. <laughs> uh, um, I, I got you something. They didn't have any Toblerones, incredibly, so I got you some gin, because it's called Gordon's Gin, and you're called Gordon. So whenever you want to know which gin is yours, it'll be the one of your name on it. And, <laughs> and whenever you want to know what your name is, it'll be written on your gin. <laughs> Well, that was a very nice thought, Arthur. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, have your henchmen had a good look round now? They've been out there long enough. Engineers rather than henchmen. And, yes, I'm sorry it took so long. I should think so. You see, I gave them a couple of notebooks and asked them to take a note of everything that was wrong with her. After two hours, they said they were going to need more time. After three, they said they were going to need more notebooks. So, <laughs> hence my very generous offer to you now of £500. What? Oh, oh, I see. And you'll take on all MJN's debts? No, no, it's sweet of you to offer to throw them in, but uh, no, I meant I give you £500 and you give me Gertie. £500? It is an aeroplane, not a second-hand Ford Fiesta. £100,000 and there is no room for negotiation. All right, bye. It, it's no good going through all this charade with me, Gordon. Remember... I know how fast you scrambled to get out here. I've seen how eager you've been to buy it all these years. I know how much you want it. Oh, yeah, I want it. And you know why I want it? Yes, you want it out of spite, because you hate the fact I got it in the divorce. No, no, no. Oh, wait, yes. <laughs> That's exactly why. Not so much that you took it off me, even though you couldn't fly the bloody thing, not even that you then used it to play airlines with one pilot who failed his CPL four times oh. and one who got thrown out of Air England for having sticky fingers. Yeah, I'll look you up. Now, it's just because you called your airline my jet now. As soon as I heard that, I said to Hayley, she sends her love, by the way, though obviously she doesn't mean it. Right, <laughs> right I said, I'm having that back offer. And you know what I'm going to do with it? I'm going to break it up for parts and sell the rest as scrap, except for the tail fin. That I've got to ship back to England and hang above my mantelpiece. After it, of course, I've resprayed it nib jams. Not your bloody jet anymore, sweetheart. <laughs> so, 
Me and the guys are going to our hotel now. I'll be back in this office nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Either you're there and you take 500 quid for it, like you know you have to, or you're not and I fly home happy in the knowledge that you're shafted. Dad? What? You've forgotten your gin. I don't drink cheap gin. You keep that. And yet you say the marriage wasn't a success? <laughs> you promise, you absolutely promise. Of course we're not going to sell it to him. After that, we can have it broken up for parts ourselves if it comes to that. Yes, odd he didn't realise that. He just wanted the satisfaction of making his little speech, that's all. He never wanted the plane. But you always said he desperately wanted the plane. Yeah, well, clearly I was wrong. Now, Douglas, as soon as we get to the motel, I want you to help me write my little speech for tomorrow morning. What about me? Well, all right, you too. But I want it to be unbearably superior and snide. So obviously Douglas is my primary source. <laughs> Douglas, what are you doing? I'm just checking the taxi's not being followed. Why? So we can turn it round and go back to the airport. Why? Oh, just on a whim. And through here... So we are going to Gertie's hangar? Maybe. Oh, for God's sake, just tell us what's going on. Isn't it obvious? I will punch you, Douglas. I will literally punch you on the nose. Well, ask yourself why, if he wants it so much, he made you an offer you'd obviously never accept. Why it took his engineers so long to check her over. And, of course, why he manipulated you into letting him book the office in MJN's name. This isn't telling us, Douglas. This is aggravated not telling us. All right. He never wanted to buy her. He's going to steal her. What? No, he's not. No, he's not now, granted, but he's going to try. But he can't. Yes, he can. He's qualified to fly her. He'll have door keys from when he used to own her. And since the airport now thinks he's part of MJN, they're hardly going to stop him paying our bills or filing a flight plan. But her engine's broken. I bet you a fiver it's not. And... Ah, I won a fiver. <laughs> you see... That's what his engineers were up to. It's like the story of the old shoemaker. I forget the finer details, but I believe it concerns an old shoemaker who left a knackered old aeroplane in his workshop overnight. And then magical mice, or it may have been pixies, came along and bolted a new engine to it. Then why are we here? Why aren't we at the airport manager's office or, or, or the police? Oh, I think we can keep this in the family. All we need to sort him out for ourselves is a camera, a spanner, the asbestos gloves from the galley, and most of all, this. Cheddar to Jeddah. Nice. Firmingham, Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> From Troon to the Moon. <laughs> Arthur? Yes, hello, it's me. He's just past me. He's going towards the hangar. Well done, Arthur. Stay where you are and keep watch. We'll come and get you later. Okay, he's coming. Martin, hmm? you hide in the back of the cabin, I'll hide in the loo, and you, Carolyn, you get to hide in the flight deck locker. I'm not getting in there. I promise you it'll be worth it. <laughs> Quickly, that's the hangar door. Now, Tomo, you're still breaking up. Can you hear me now? Yep. <laughs> well, I said she can try, Tom. But there's plenty of evidence that she invited me here to negotiate a sale. If I say we did a cash deal, she's going to need a lot of lawyers to prove otherwise. And she's broke. 
Okay, I'm in the plane. Better go. Tower, this is Golf Tango India. Do you have my flight plan in the system yet? Golf Tango India, yes, we do. Clear to taxi to a runway 28 left. Right, here we go. Ah! <laughs> Everything all right, ah, Gordon? My hands, what the hell have you done? Oh, dear, that does look nasty. Douglas, could you come in here a minute? Certainly, Carolyn. What can I do for you? Oh, hello, Gordon. Look at you there, sitting in someone else's aircraft with your hands on the control column. For all the world, like you were about to steal it. I might get a picture of that. And another. Don't take your hands away. I can't take my hands away. They're stuck to it. What have you done? What the hell have you done? What? To the metal casing of the control column? Nothing, really. Just unbolted it, took it out of the hangar, left it in the minus 19 degree cold for 20 minutes, carried it back in with asbestos gloves, reattached it. Why, do you find you have rather sticky fingers? Give me of it! Give me of it! My fingers are burning! Yes, they will do that at first. Don't worry, though. They'll go numb soon. And eventually, of course, drop off. Easier. All we need is some alcohol. Low freezing point, you see. Now, do you have any alcohol on you? No! Funny! I could have sworn I saw Arthur give you some. Well, let's see if we can rustle something up for you. Martin. Yes, Douglas, can I help? <laughs> Mr. Shappy finds he has use for some alcohol. Do you happen to have his bottle of gin? Right here, Douglas. I know it's his because it's got his name on it. <laughs> Have you decided you like it after all, Mr. Shappy? Give me it here! Certainly. And, uh, what's your present for him? What? It's usual to exchange presents, isn't it? What have you got for Arthur? Nothing! Oh, dear. How embarrassing for you. <laughs> oh, I know. Why don't you give him the engine you've just had bolted onto this aircraft's wing? Yes, he loves engines. What a thoughtful gift. All right. You freely give, before God and the cabin voice recorder, Arthur Shappy, the starboard engine of this aircraft in exchange for this bottle of gin? Yes. Now pour it over me. With pleasure. Oh, over my hand. Whoops. <laughs> Better. Good. And now, Gordon? What? Get off my jet now. <laughs> Okay. Fourth call to Montreal. Martin! That's a perfect one. Well done. Via Donegal. Yes! <laughs> and the Albert Hall. Oh, bravo. How long have you been secretly working on that? Uh, all day. It was worth it. Ah, behold, the ever-vigilant watchdog. Oh. Seems a shame to wake him. No, it doesn't. I want to go home. Arthur! Mm -hmm. It's time to go home, dear. All oh, right. How are we doing that? In Gertie. Oh, yeah. She's fixed, is she? Yes. And you didn't have to pay for it? No. So MJ can carry on as normal? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Aren't you interested in how all that happened? Did Douglas do something clever and now everything's fine? <laughs> yes. There you are, then. Exactly what I said all along. I wish you lot would listen to me sometimes. 
That was Cabin Pressure by John Finnemore. It starts Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnemore as Arthur. It also starred Timothy West as Gordon Chappie and Paul Shearer as ATC St. Petersburg. The producer was David Tyler, and the program was a positive production for the BBC. That was the last in the current series of Cabin Pressure.